The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Yeah, you're listening to another episode of Get Paid. It's a special edition today. Uh, We're proud partners of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. You can also find us on Podcast One. Usually I'd be talking with uh, Mr. Brad uh, about football, but you know, everybody that uh, listens to the show um, and maybe the special edition that has uh, been released recently knows that we bring on uh, Mr. Eric, baseball llama himself, Eric Zimmerman, my co-author for the 2019 Fantasy Baseball Almanac and Draft Guide. Eric, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. How you doing today? I am doing well. It's just another day, but you know, it's actually uh, because I'm in the Midwest. The sun's shining. It's cold. It's cold as a witch's teat, but uh, but it's, uh, the sun is shining, so it could be worse. Usually, because you know, I don't like the sun, right? I'm a pale guy. I don't like the sun, but uh, yeah, I know that. yeah, the uh, it, the the seasonal stuff. It gets really weird in Illinois. Like sometimes you just won't see the sun for like a month and a half around this time of year. So the sun shining, so it's a good thing. Uh, but anyway, so uh, we bring you on today. Um, once again, you know, we 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 prepped everybody. Everybody who has uh, purchased our 2019 fantasy baseball almanac and book, it's available on Amazon. It should be available on like all the other distributors, uh, Barnes and Noble, and so on, um, any day now. But um, we are just going to be going through a little segment in support of some of the articles that we're releasing on the Underdog website as well. Uh, where Eric, we're kind of going through the top five bats, uh, but you know, to make it a little bit more interesting, because I think probably everybody's top five is similar. We're gonna we're gonna come up with some names that could break into the top top ten um, this year. So you know, outside of the top five, which everybody's probably going to have the same um, order. Uh, we'll, we'll also bring in some names that could get themselves into that top echelon as well um, this season. So just to give you a little bit of intrigue, uh, but uh, once again, these these are players that have already broken out, so I wouldn't classify them as sleepers as any means or by any means. But uh, you know, we do want to give them some publicity here because it's important. The guy, the the, the people, the hitters out there, they have to be uh, you know given the publicity on the show. Otherwise, they'll. Uh, you know, they'll go into a slump, it'll be bad, they'll be depressed, it'll be a bad thing. Anyway, so, so uh, Eric, let's get started. Um, first bat, uh, and we're doing batters today, by the, by the way, everybody. We'll do pitchers in another installment. But first bat on your list, I don't think there's uh, there's any surprise here. Who's number one on your list? Uh, Ronald Cunha. He's a guy who could easily challenge to be not just in the top ten, but top five by the end of the season. That's, um, no, no, no. I'm asking about your um, your top five bats overall. Oh, sorry. There you go. Okay, yeah, I was well, gonna. I was gonna say. I was gonna say, man, that's a that, that that's a that's a hell of a sleeper for number. That's a bull. Number one. He will yeah. be there. No. Okay. So he who's will. number one in overall? We'll we'll get to Hune in in a, in a bit. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be Trout. With uh, you know, that, no doubt, you knew that was coming. I think anybody who watches baseball knows that's coming. Yeah, and uh, you know your your note on the because on the article we have you know reasons uh, reasons to draft reasons not to draft and it's just like you know reasons not to draft because you're an idiot is basically the, the I forgot the exact line that you put in there but it's basically that so number two I also don't think this is going to be any surprise um, you might have some variation depending on maybe some uh, you know some, some team allegiances or something if you if you're a fan of a different team maybe you like somebody a little bit more so you draft them or earlier but number two on your list bets right I mean there's there's no doubt there no, not not. I mean, it, it's yeah. He's he can do pretty much everything. He can hit. He can run. Um, he's got power. He's got speed. It's yeah. 
No, he to me, there's no question whatsoever. He's number two. Yeah, you know, there. The I was looking at some stats. Um, you know, it, because our our book is out there, and um, you know, our our number one, obviously, these follow our books. So Trout's number one, Betts is number two. But depending on um your league type and the amount of points you get in different categories, the projections show that Betts can actually overtake uh, Trout. In, in some formats, you know, if they reward maybe like doubles a little bit more or if, the, you know, depending on where the score breakdown is. So um, one of the things that we have uh, available to for everybody um, is the, the, the customizable draft tool. And when I tinker around with some of those things with different league formats, bets will actually sometimes overtake Trout. Does that surprise you? No, um, I think the thing that makes Trout the top guy um, so consistently is the fact that he just he never really seems to slump. He's consistent throughout the year. Um, you know, bets you'll see him occasionally hit that kind of little furlough where he'll kind of dip out a little bit and then he'll break out again. Trout just doesn't seem to do that. So to me, I'd rather have the guy. He may score 10 points less than bets for the whole year. Yeah, but he's going to get you consistent points. He's going to be consistent and you don't have to worry about him all of a sudden dropping off a cliff when you're in the playoffs or if you're in a big matchup. Yeah, that's that's, that's a, big, a big thing. Yeah, and I, I always preach that too with the fantasy football stuff that I do and, and in the almanac. It's like, look, you know, especially in the first, you know, in fantasy football, fantasy baseball, they're different. But no matter what fantasy format you're playing in, you know, I always say you can't, you know, win your league in the first couple of rounds, but you can lose it. And mm-hmm. um, and what I'm always looking for in the top rounds is consistency, like you said, because you're going to get elite players, but you want elite players that can carry you through the season. Um, because that that top player is supposed to be the one that's getting you the the, the points, right? Um, so if if Betts is a little bit more streaky than Trout, you know, I'd I'd be locking step with you, which I always am anyway. Uh, so number three on your list, I, again, I don't think this is a big surprise, and you might start to get some variation as as we go down the list here. But who's number three on your list? Uh, Alex Bregman. Yeah. Um, you know, you could you could flip him, you could flip Ramirez here and there, but I think Bregman is just. He hasn't. He's barely scratched the surface for what he's capable of. Um, I think he's going to be in line for for MVP votes this year. Um, and you know, as I've said before, Trot just doesn't seem to get the love because he's on the Angels and they're not really consistently um, playing for the playoffs. Um, but Bregman's a guy who's just going to keep getting better and better. And I would look for a big year from him. Very good. And uh, you 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 kind of uh, teased Ramirez. So would he be your number four? He would. Um, he's a guy who just. <sighs> You know, people always look at him and say he was too short. He's too this. The guy just hits. He just keeps hitting. He does it well. He does have a couple of those little, um, you know, he'll slump here and there on occasion. It seems like, but he's when he's on, he's he's ridiculous. What he can do. Yep. And uh, to round out your your top five there, who's number five on your list? Uh, still Harper. Um, you know, his value could could skyrocket if he ends up in Philly because you're putting him in, in just a home run haven. Um, so you put him in there and I, and I might actually shift him slightly above Ramirez if he goes into Philly, um, as a Braves fan, I don't want to see that happen, <laughs> but as a baseball fan, it should be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, Harper is, you know, at his age for what he is, he's still one of the best in the game and. Yeah. In your article, you, you say, um, I think the first sentence on Harper is something like, you know, he's he's just entering his prime, which is funny to think about because he's been around in, in a force for so long. But like literally he is entering he's just starting to enter his physical prime with yep, his exactly. with, it, with the body of work behind him. That's um, that can be a scary thing. So, you know, yeah, as a, as a Braves fan, I could see why you, why you wouldn't want that to happen. Do you know what's the latest on um, on that? Is he uh, are they still flirting those, uh, you know, um, Boris and the Phillies? 
Uh, they're going to take it into February, it sounds like, unless someone just throws out, you know, an, an insane offer that he hasn't quite seen yet. Right now, he's they're they're pitting the Phillies against each other um, with the you know with the Nationals. Mm-hmm. There's some teams hanging around. Um, there's you know I keep hearing little little whispers from random um, people associated with the Braves, but no doesn't way. seem like that will happen. Oh, that, highly highly unlikely unless he's willing to take a you know a four year deal with with a massive salary. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, right now it's looking like it's between Philly and Washington, but who knows what the mystery team could, you know, jump out of the woodwork. Hey, it's Sean Ryan here, and one of my 2019 resolutions was to make the podcast bigger and better than the last. And what I'm about to offer exceeds anything I was expecting. Well, thanks to my friends at betonline.ag, a once in a lifetime trip to NFL's biggest game of the year. You heard that right, everybody. A weekend trip to the big game for two people is happening. How do you enter for a chance to attend the big game on February 3rd? All you have to do is sign up on betonline.ag for all the information. I'm not sure what kind of gift you got this holiday season, but I'm betting, it's pun intended everybody, I'm betting it's not as good as a paid flight, paid hotel, VIP, tailgate party, and tickets to the big game for you and a friend, family member, or significant other. Our exclusive partners at betonline.ag has the golden tickets, and this is your opportunity to place a bet yourself. Don't miss out. The promotion ends January 25th. Visit betonline.ag today. Get to that big game. Okay, so uh, let's move it on because, you know, again, I didn't want to spend too much time on that because, you know, it's it's the top five. Everybody's going to have some variation. But who are those players that, um, you know, that are kind of on the cusp? And if everything stacks right, it wouldn't surprise you if at the end of 2019, maybe one of these guys breaks into that top five. You started with Acuna and I, and I kind of cut you off there. So let's uh, let's drill into him. Yeah, I mean, he's he, he, he is what what, you know really what trout was coming up a few years back. Um, he's, he's got everything you need. He's got power speed. He's got a great eye at the plate and he's, you know, at his age, he's, he's really, really good. And he's only going to get better. All right. And who would be another guy? Um, Javi Baez again, he had a great year last year, got some MVP consideration. And that was the first year where he really kind of put it all together. So if he just keeps building on that, he's a guy who he's a scary talent. He really is. So this year, um, for all of our uh, listeners out there, so this year Eric and I are going to be in the same baseball league, I think for the first time, maybe the second time, but the first time in years and years and years. And uh, you're going to find out. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny because Eric and I don't have any secrets anymore because we kind of co-wrote this book together. Um, so I may as well just say one of the things I favor, uh, whether it's fantasy football or fantasy baseball, is availability. And what I like about Baez is he does have kind of avail- availability to shift over uh, multiple positions in the infield there. Um, so, you know, if, if you're in a pinch, um, you know, maybe you can get two third basemen or you can, you know, move him around in your lineup and uh, and keep things going if you if you suffer an injury. So I'm always about that flexibility. And if, uh, if you know, if I'm comparing, you know, apples to apples here, if I'm comparing like maybe like a, you know, a position player that has that availability versus another position player, even if I think the other one will score just a little bit more. And I think you use this analogy with Trout and Betts um, because of Trout's consistency. I will give that um, that same benefit for players with a, a more ability just because it gives me that flexibility throughout the season. How do you feel about that strategy? I, I do agree. Um, it, it does make a lot of sense because if injuries pop up, it allows you to shift some guys around. Um, they have to be a special talent though, like a guy like Baez that can play 
and play it at a high level and still keep that offense going. Um, you know, you're not going to go out and draft Ben Zobrist right now at all, let alone early. Um, but guys like Baez, absolutely. Yeah, and if there's one, uh, you know, it's it's Murphy's law for me for fantasy sports. If 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 there's one thing that's certain, it's that you will end up on the the DL if I draft you in in any sport in any format. Um, so again, maybe that maybe that's why maybe I had come in with some bias because uh, no matter who I draft, they're just always going to be like out for a month, um, and it's it's just it never fails. Anyway, so let's move it on. What, uh, what else you got on your list? Who else there? Um, another guy I, I expect a really big year out of is Trey Turner. Um, Really, really talented young kid. Had a good year last year. Had a really good year year before that. Um, still fairly young, and I think he's got a lot of you know a lot of green patches ahead of him. Very good. Now, do you think uh, he could possibly get an uptick of home runs? I mean, where do you see the big improvement coming for Trey? Trey, he just he kind of does a lot of everything well. Um, he's not a big power hitter, but he he could pop out fifteen to twenty homers. Um, he steals, you know, he can steal the base as well. So he gives you. He kind of takes those boxes across the board. Um, really good in a like a category based league where you you know you win by you know whether you have the most home runs of the week, the most steals of the week. He's a guy that can really check all those boxes for you across the board. And, and going back by the way to Betts and Trout, that was one of the things. So when I was creating the rankings, um, that that customizable ranking sheet, you know, that all of our readers get, um, I I started uh, kind of building out um, because you and I usually we usually don't play in standard, or I'm sorry, in in um, category based formats. It's usually just kind of points accumulation week to week. But um, for the category players out there, I was building out kind of the math behind it, and that's another spot where I felt like Betts would overtake in some instances uh, Trout just because of his category, I guess, maybe category consistency rather than his consistency over the course of a year, statistically speaking. It's more about like, you know, maybe he'll give you some more here. Maybe he'll give a little bit more to Trout here, but he'll make up for it there. Um, so I, I found I found that to be kind of like an interesting thing as well. Again, it's it's always about league formats. And there are there. <laughs> I don't think there's another sport out there um, that has so many different um, formats and scoring rules and all that stuff. But that's what makes this sport interesting. And I think we have uh, one more player on that list. Is that right? Actually, got two more for you. Okay, good, good, um, good. We'll go into, and it's actually not, you know, a lot of this. Actually, I'm looking through this is uh, NL East based because that's just a, a growing um, beast right there. But Reese Hoskins, mm. um, he should be able to focus on one position now instead of being shifted around the diamond, um, and that should help his offense. He's playing in Philly. Um, I would look for a big year, especially homer wise, from him. Um, but offensively in general, and then we can take it into um, actually go back to Atlanta with Ozzy Albies who I'd say his ceiling is is that of an, a Jose Altuve. Um, wow. If he can if he can kind of figure out the the left-handed uh, I'm sorry, well, the, the left-handed swing going against the righties he struggled a bit last year. Um really good hitter, had a great first half and kind of tailed off in the second. So if he can kind of get back to what he was and really show that he's figured out how to do it from both sides of the plate, he's he's going to help form a very very dangerous lineup in Atlanta. That's an interesting one, and he's—I mean, he's super young, right? Yeah, he's—I um, want to say he's twenty-one at this point. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember again because you're a Braves fan. I remember chatting with you about him last year, and like you know, like every other day, you would just you know uh, hit me up. I think it was G Chat. You'd hit me up and be like, "Oh my gosh, he's so awesome! This guy, he's unstoppable." <laughs> yeah, that was the first time. <laughs> yeah. 
Very good, very yep. good. Um, so let me uh, let me ask you about one player you didn't mention here, and and you know again, I know he's he's in the top ten, I believe, of our draft board. I, I can't remember exactly where he lands, and I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure. But Machado, man, what's the latest on him? Is he is he going to be good with the White Sox, or is it uh, is he going to take it into February too with uh, with the Harper situation? I think he's still waiting out for the right offer. Um, the White Sox are doing all the right things. They're bringing on. I think they brought on his brother-in-law. They've got a good friend of his, John Jay. <laughs> They've got. I mean, they're yeah. They're doing everything they can. Um, there were reports of an offer um, that were apparently very inaccurate. Um, people were saying he was offered a seven-year 175, which that he's not getting out of bed for that. Um, so I don't think that was accurate. I think there's a lot more on the table from the White Sox, but he's also looking at the Phillies and whoever else is going to jump into the fray. So I think he'll sign sooner than Harper will, but it's very possible they pull it into February if they don't get the offer they like. Yeah, and I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna actually improve on your analogy there with Machado not getting out of bed for 175 million. I, I would like to say that um, he wouldn't get out of the batter's box. He wouldn't run to first base for that offer. How about that? I don't think he'd run to first base anyway, from what we've seen. <laughs> but. <laughs> Very good. Um, so let's uh, let's end it there. Uh, you know, check Underdog for uh, the um, you know the updated articles. We'll be pushing these out like every week or so. Uh, you know, a number of them are already written, so we have some in the hopper. Uh, if you're interested, check out the uh, the baseball book. And once again, you can the easiest way is just go to Amazon.com, search for 2019 Fantasy Baseball Almanac. Uh, it's it's by Eric Zimmerman, Sean Ryan. And uh, you know, we have a lot of uh, information there. And of course, all of our readers always have access to. Eric and me directly. First of all, you know, we get, we we get in contact. We talk with uh, all of our readers directly. If you have any questions about the book or want to shoot some ideas off of us, you can do that. There's instructions on how to how to get all that. And then the customizable customizable draft tool is really cool. We have version one out there. Um, we've had a couple of uh, of our customers ask for different um, different variations of the statistics, the statistics, which I'm building out, and we'll have in a version two. I don't know, maybe by the end of January. Um, so yeah, and we always keep everything up to date. So as you know, people like uh, Machado or Harper sign. Of course, we are going to uh, to update you and, and get you the latest rosters and the latest rankings if there are any updates there. Um, so let's go ahead and close out the show. Thanks once again to BetOnline.ag. They are awesome. Go ahead and check them out. And uh, everybody out, go out, get paid.